Welcome to Live on Purpose Radio with Dr. Paul Jenkins, where you will hear inspiring stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Feed your mind with a regular dose of positive energy and show up for your life every day on purpose. Living on purpose means that you have a purpose and you do it intentionally. And now, here's your host, Dr. Paul. Hello, welcome back to Live on Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul promoting pathological positivity today at Live on Purpose Radio, and I've got a phenomenal guest here with me. And usually this is a little turned around (laughs) from our arrangement today. It is. This is weird. This is a little weird, but we'll get used to it. It will. My guest today is Dr. Matt Townsend. Yes. Good to be the here. The raucous applause. This, you can hear just the crowd, the people screaming. Uh, well, there's people lined up outside just yeah. waiting for the exactly. You know, the book signing. And <laughs> yeah, chomping at the bit. <laughs> I say it's a little bit of a reversal because, Matt, I've been on your show a ton of times. How many times? I don't know, but you're, see, you're really good at that. It's hard it, to it's sit here. It's fun. Yeah. We have a good time. Yeah. And I've been bugging you for a while to come on my show. Well, I've wanted to. This is an honor. To be, Actually, this is this is it. This is like the apex. You know what it took? Well, what did it take? Is getting in touch with the right assistant. <laughs> you talk to my people. And my assistant will make things happen. And uh, she she miraculously made this happen. You know what? Every time, by the way. So now mm-hmm. you know the fast track. Yes. Talk to the right person. And I'll need to talk to you about that because I'm about ready to hire a new assistant as well. Oh, boy. That's a big And deal. it makes a big difference. Totally. I'd have your wife involved. <sighs> She will be. Okay, because they know best. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a I'm, big deal. You know what? It's been funny, and this might take us off in a whole different direction, but um, I used to think that the best way to get things done is to find people who think just like me and team mm. up with them. Oh, yeah, no. That is the worst thing you can totally. do. You've already got you. I know, Why right? Why would we want more? Why would right. I want me to argue with me? That's right. You need somebody who thinks totally different. I need someone who thinks completely differently, yeah. but who gets me. Yeah. Yeah. And knows your strengths, yeah. knows your weaknesses. Yeah. And then just tell them what their goal is. So kudos to your staff for... Thank you. Well, and to you. Making this happen. Because you also made the call, I think. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so That's all it took. So as a little introduction, folks, if you don't know Matt already... There are a few previous episodes of Live on Purpose Radio where we just we republished yeah. uh, some of the shows that we did together on BYU Radio, yeah. and uh, those were fun conversations. You can go listen to those. Just search through the archives. Um, another good place to find out more about Matt is his website, matttownsend.com. Townsend spelled T-O-W-N-S-E-N-D. Yep, three words, Matt Townsend. Matt town one guy send and there are three t's right in the yeah, middle of that's that. tricky so yeah it's not misspelled that's right you gotta have t's. all three and uh, we'll come back to that in just a minute but matt you caught my attention years ago yeah through a mutual acquaintance that we had and and uh she told me she said matt is doing some really cool things with couples yeah and it's not traditional therapy no nope, we don't do any psychotherapy at all coaching S- Psychotherapy. That sounds like therapy that's the for word, psychos. That's exactly. I use it that word. I, I use the yeah. word psychotherapy. 
not because of that, but because I didn't, my training's not in that. So I have a master's degree in conflict resolution, communications. Okay. And I have another master's in human development, and Mm -hmm. then I have a doctorate in human and organizational systems. So all of my Ah. work is about human development theories, motivation theories, communication theories, systems theories. It's not even a clinical degree. Mm -hmm. I don't do any therapy. Which is enormously refreshing. And I left the tribe, by the way, and you know that. I do, totally. Um, I am trained clinically. Yeah. And there were some things that just weren't working. Some of the paradigms are, they're trickier, they're harder. Yeah, well, it's an old medical model, which is based on pathology. Let's find out what's wrong and let's see if we can fix it. Yeah, that's exactly. My background was Covey, Franklin Covey. So I traveled teaching executives how to deal with difficult people. Mm-hmm. Then on the side, I was a mediator, mediating high-conflict divorces and mm-hmm. business deals. And I sat there and I thought, why don't we just teach couples how to talk instead of mediating or instead of performing therapy? If they need therapy, that's great. But I, I just found most of the research shows people don't have the skills. They don't have the tools. Right. They don't know how to do it. So why aren't we teaching them? You know what? I've also found in my clinical practice that usually... People are conflicted over things that they don't ultimately disagree about. Oh, no. I believe 80 to 90% there's agreement. In fact, every time we sit there and talk about it long enough, I make everyone point out where they agree with each other. And when you do that, literally 80 to 90%, there's pure agreement. That 20%, that remaining 10%, nightmare. Because that's where all the fight goes to that 10%. Right. Which is, notice that's all the fight goes to the pathology. It goes to the broken part. Right. And so what would happen if we could take the broken part and start breaking it down and understanding each other on the broken part? Then we just we conserve all the other 90% of the energy for that little bit. And you've been thinking about that quite a bit. Yeah, a ton. In fact, you've written some things about yeah. that. You've got a book. One of the things that's that's fun about this podcast is that we get a little inside fast-track look yeah. at some really powerful principles and you've identified a few that have to do with communication. Yeah. Where do you want to start us with that? Well, for example, now, when I would sit as a mediator, couples would come in, and I'd listen to them, and they always presented what I call smoke. They all had virtually the exact same issues, I noticed. They talked about money. They fought about sex. They fought about kids. They fought about yeah, there's jobs, predictable work, issues. all that predictable stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, I've even no- what I noticed was they get stuck in that smoke, but they would n- I call it the smoke because it's what irritates them. And once they got mm-hmm. irritated, I noticed that some would just walk away like you would smoke. So if you're at a mm-hmm. campfire and the you smoke is avoid in your face, it. you're out of there. Absolutely. Others would stand their ground and would just fan it. And they would just kind of fan that smoke away from their face, mm-hmm. not realizing that they're making more smoke, more fire, mm. more problems. So some are what we call fighters, some are flighters. And Mm -hmm. I'm just sitting there watching these patterns. And then I thought, why don't we get down, wherever there's smoke, there's got to be fire. So what's the real issue? If it's not money, and an example I always use is a couple came in fighting about a $400 purse. He couldn't believe she bought a $400 bag. And um, he told her that. He goes, that's Some of our listeners are thinking, where did she get it for 400 bucks? What a great deal. (laughs) I need one. And he couldn't believe it. So she was mad. He was mad. He says, nobody needs a $400 bag. And then she says, oh, really? How much was your golf bag? Uh, and now we're fighting about his golf that's bag. That's different. Uh-huh, totally different. And then mm-hmm. he had to defend it. So he says, I need an expensive bag because I put like $2,000 worth of clubs in that bag. And then it got even more complicated. And then we were fighting about golfing because you always did love golfing more than me. 
That is the smoke. So smoke is anytime you're chasing an issue around and you're not getting anywhere and it's getting more cloudy, it usually gets more negative and trust usually drops. So I look for three things that tell me I'm in the smoke. Negativity, misunderstanding, yeah. and mistrust. Anytime I see negativity, misunderstanding, and mistrust, and it's constantly happening, I know there's smoke, so we got to get down to the fire. So where's the fire, right? The fire's the real deal. And there's seven needs I teach. I call the fire the starved stuff. The real fire, if we would just put take care mm. of one of these seven things, people have to feel safe. Everybody needs to feel mm. safe. Safe physically so we're not going to be hurt. Safe socially so we're not embarrassed. Safe emotionally so I can share what's in my heart. Yeah, safe you want to feel safe. If we don't have safety, we're going to have smoke. So we fight about money when the real issue is we may not feel financially safe. We have to trust each other. I have to trust that you're, you have character and you're competent at what you're doing. A lot mm-hmm. of us as couples, we don't have a lot of competency. We're really good people. We're very decent people. Yeah, but we don't know what we're doing. We don't know how to talk through an issue without there being conflict. So you got to have safety. you got to have trust. you got to have appreciation. Everyone wants to be appreciated. My wife feels mm-hmm. appreciated when I vacuum. I call that, she sees her, she's appreciated. She's a seer. I'm a hearer. I need to hear I'm appreciated. Mm. So I'm a, So she can make me dinner and have a really good meal there for me. That doesn't make me feel loved. It makes her feel loved because she's a seer. I'm right. a hearer. I need to hear it. Um, kind of so like the love languages. It's a lot like so. the love languages, except I just use our senses. There's a certain sense okay. we're more prone to. So you sure. got to have safety. you got to have trust. you got to have appreciation. By the way, if a couple's fighting about sex and intimacy, I'm going to bet it's an appreciation issue. Hmm. So if I hear respect, respect is the fourth basic need. Uh, we need to feel like we, we are revered, that somebody can see us with, with reverence and respect. If you don't feel like you're respected and you hear a lot of arguments about, I cannot believe you called me that name. If you call, you told my mother and, and that made me look oh, so bad. Yeah. Any of those arguments are probably about respect issues. Mm-hmm. V stands for validation. We've got to know how to have a conversation where we can both be valid. We can both be whole. E stands for encouragement. Encouragement, the research shows couples need to have a cheerleader as a partner. They need to have somebody behind them cheering them on and encouraging Mm -hmm. them to be the best they can. And um, so if we're fighting a lot about dreams and visions and goals, we're probably not very encouraged by our partner. They discourage us because they're not motivated enough. They don't care about finishing school or whatever the the case may be. And the last basic need is dedication. If we're complaining Mm. about where you're spending your time, who you care more about, where your money goes, it might be a dedication issue. And what I found is when somebody's listening, instead of listening to the smoke, if you could cut through it and get down to one of those seven basic needs, then all of a sudden we can start to do what I call get real. Get real is where we start to actually get out of the smoke, and instead of fighting about your golf clubs and your purses... Get down to the fact that I don't feel financially safe. And then we have a conversation about mm. safety instead of a conversation about handbags. And we have a conversation yeah. about being appreciated instead of a conversation about sex. Right. And it, it, what I've just found is having the pattern that people can see cuts through everything. And now all of a sudden, instead of wasting all of our energy in the smoke... The mm-hmm. number one killer of people in a house fire is the smoke. Is the smoke. And the number one killer of people in a marriage is they wear out their marriage fighting about silly, stupid things or running from it. Mm-hmm. And if we could just figure out that it's not a lot of things we need, we need seven things. We need safety. We need trust. We need appreciation, respect, validation, encouragement, and dedication. 
Let's have that conversation. And that's the acronym that you came up with. That's called Starve Stuff. Starve. Yeah. Number one thing I teach is starved people starve people. So when my Mm. needs aren't being met, I will not meet your needs. Period. In fact, I'll probably violate Uh one of those things. I will start to starve you. And I'm not starving you because I'm evil. I'm usually starving you because you didn't feed me. And where I got the metaphor Mm. was going to a wedding and watching this cute couple cut their cake and then noticing that the job of the at the cake ceremony is to feed each other no one's right. supposed to eat their own cake right and so the but instead they end up shoving cake up each other's noses and they're you know then you got a bride horking cake out of her nose um, but all of a sudden it's i sit there and i see okay so where did that spirit of i will always feed you go where did that go it should always be there but it's gone. And once it's gone, then they start feeding themselves. And that's when they start getting selfish. And that's what I noticed. Starved people get very selfish. They focus on mm. themselves because you're not meeting my needs. They right. get very reactive. I call this the starved spiral. And that selfishness leads them to be more and more reactive, meaning they make decisions based on their mood and their situation instead of their principles and their right. values. Then they get more polarizing. He pulls more for what he wants. She pulls against it. Then we get more negative, and we become negative interpreters. Then we get mm-hmm. hopeless, like this will never it's work. It's kind of like a tug-of-war. It is a tug-of-war. And then they're, and then they, they're hopeless, and they're done. Mm-hmm. That's the spiral. And the, the thing about starved is, and I wrote the, whole, I wrote the book on it. The, my book's called Starved Stuff, Feeding the Seven Basic Needs. It's when all of a sudden you hear that every complaint is nothing more than a manifestation of one of those needs. All you need to listen for is every conversation, every complaint yeah. is one of those needs. And then the goal is, let's understand what your side is, let me share what my side is, and let's see if we can't choose to go back and proactively meet those needs. Start feeding each other again. I mean, heaven forbid. What would happen? We can dig down into this a little bit farther when we come right back. Thank you for listening to Live On Purpose Radio. We're so glad to have you here. Please come by the website, drpauljenkins.com, spelled with a D-R, drpauljenkins.com. On the website, you'll have an opportunity to receive a free download. And while you're there, make sure you click on the social media icons. Come over to Facebook, where we will be posting these episodes as well as our YouTube videos and other content and announcements for you to share. Please like us, comment, subscribe, join the conversation. We're happy to have you with us here at Live On Purpose Radio. Let's all support each other to live on purpose. DrPaulJenkins.com This is Kirk Weasler to tell you about MoreBetterBooks.com. MoreBetterBooks.com is where you can find more better books for a more better life. Not only that, let me tell you about some of the very fun and cool select titles on morebetterbooks.com. You'll want to get a copy of The Dog Poop Initiative. This best-smelling book could change your life 
forever. It's certainly changed the lives of thousands of Boeing employees, as well as school teachers, parents, leaders across the United States and in Israel and in Germany. And you can get your own copy at morebetterbooks.com. Whoa, that's not all. What about The Cookie Thief? This classic tale told in a rhyming format, fully illustrated with very fun hidden messages. Pick up a copy now today on morebetterbooks.com. Other great titles there, Finding Your Pathway to Mastery, Beyond Illusions, Make It Great. These titles are only available on morebetterbooks.com. Go to morebetterbooks.com today and begin to have a more better life and live that life on purpose. Success in any endeavor does not happen by accident. Rather, it's the result of deliberate decisions, conscious effort, and immense persistence, all directed at specific goals. Gary Ryan Blair Where there is smoke, <laughs> finish <There's> that fire. <laughs> I mean, there is, isn't there? It's such an easy metaphor. And very consistent with what I've seen, too. I was yeah. thinking just before the break, Matt, that you said it's, I, you might have used the word always. Yeah, I do always. I, I always use always. And you never I'll, use never. And I never use never. <laughs> I always use always with these principles. Because the, it comes down to these seven. Uh-huh. And I was trying to think of the couples that I've worked with. Yeah. And my own relationships. And yeah. I'm thinking, yeah. Yeah. I can't think of anything outside of this at yeah. this point. So this is consistent with your experience. Yeah, this is exactly how I saw it. And principles, the powerful thing about the principles, um, I don't need to be upset. Because sometimes, like for example, in a situation in your marriage, the issue is going to be a starved issue, even if I'm not causing it. My wife could still be starving herself mm-hmm. because she doesn't feel safe. Right. So it's not just me not bringing Regardless her of whatever you're doing. Mm-hmm. But if she has a lot of complaints about finances, for example, and financially, like, there's just no way we can't make all the bills, and she's panicking about it, mm-hmm. um, that's not my fault. So I don't need to be fighting and flighting with her on this. Mm-hmm. But we should talk about the fact that, honey, it sounds like you're really stressed about mm-hmm. our safety financially and our ability to right. make these ends meet. Let's go explore that. Which and includes now and in the future. Exactly. Because those projections happen all the time. That's exactly right. And so part of it, what's great about this is it doesn't always have to be about you and me fighting about me not making you safe. It's just our needs aren't being met, and we might be doing it to ourselves. There are some people that are starving, but they have food, right? So like mm-hmm. an anorexic has food, mm-hmm. but they're not going to eat it. There are people that just don't trust somebody. Mm-hmm. They just don't trust. And right. it may not have anything to do with me, but I may be married to that person. And if I mm-hmm. listen to what her complaint is long enough and we get real about it, then we can understand, it sounds like you have a trust issue. And it sounds like some of that isn't me, is me not bringing what you need. And is it possible that some of that is you not just being able to trust? Mm-hmm. And then we, if, we could, if we can calm down the conversation and get out of the smoke that's so irritating. Get out of that fight or flight. Uh-huh. Then all of a sudden mm-hmm. we just know it all, I, my story is always all roads lead to starved. So it doesn't <laughs> matter what you start talking about. Eventually you're, all roads are going to lead to the starved issue. It's there. It's going to always be there. So the acronym again, and I'll put this up on the blog yeah. so people can remember it, safety. 
Yeah. Trust. Appreciation. Yeah. Respect. Validation. Encouragement. And dedication. That's right. That's the star stuff. So for me, okay. when I hear Those somebody, are the real issues. When I hear somebody say they love somebody, then I think in my head, great, that is the culmination of seven needs being met. Feeling loved is meeting seven needs. I like love to be as complicated as seven needs, not okay. one need. Mm-hmm. Like, so, you know, a lot of people are like, I've fallen out of love. Well, tell me about that. Yeah. So usually what that means is they're looking for safety elsewhere. They feel like they can trust someone else more. They feel more appreciated by another. They feel more respected and revered. But in the end, um, if you notice, every one of those two are very um, in, what's the word? They're very ethereal. They're very intangible. Mm -hmm. How do you know you feel safety except you feel it? Yeah, you feel it. It's not about money. It's it's about an interpretation. And how do you know you trust somebody? You sense it. So what makes, I think, this so hard is that we want our love, and I do this a lot of times in workshops, I'll, I'll say, make a list of everything you want to have in a mar- in your marriage, things mm-hmm. you have to have. Mm-hmm. And they make the list of everything they have to have, and 80 to 90% of what they list tend to be intangibles. Mm-hmm. They want to have safety. They want to have romance. They want to have connection. They want to have feel loved. feel loved. So it's all mm-hmm. of these intangibles, yet we live a very tangible life. So the smoke becomes the tangible, mm-hmm. the stuff we argue about. But the real thing we're all longing for are these intangibles that tend to be the real fire yeah. and are so much harder to negotiate and understand because they're, they're so subjective. You know, I mean, you can right. fight forever about golf clubs, I guess, mm-hmm. versus... But the reality is, it's not about that. There's something deeper. And what I found yeah, is... I think you're right. For, for the average person to just hear that and go a little deeper, it's so much easier of a conversation to just get down to the deeper thing. Now, you said something about get real. Yeah. Talk about that a little more. So what I have in the book and as part of my program is a process I call getting real understanding. And the goal okay. is... So when I teach communication skills. I don't teach listening skills, really, and I don't teach mm-hmm. talking skills. I teach what I call just understanding. Understanding. Real understanding. This gets back to the Covey stuff. It, exactly. So my goal would be, I can teach you to talk. I could teach you to hear better, I guess. I mean, listen more. I could make you or help you pick up different ideas or things that are going mm-hmm. on in the conversation. But mm-hmm. to really, the goal is to understand where my wife is uh, in safety and, and in all of these basic needs. In these seven areas. Yeah. So I teach a process. It's a four-step process. For me, everything ends up being an acronym because it's the only way I can remember everything. Yeah, it's a memory tag. But it's uh, I Get Real is, a, is an acronym for four steps. So we recognize the emotion. Mm-hmm. So anytime I see somebody that's angry with me, I should recognize the emotion. Man, you seem frustrated with me. And sometimes it's obvious. Yeah. And other times you have to do a little yeah. bit of interpretation. Exactly. Sometimes, well, because sometimes people are going to stuff it, and some are going to blow it out, and they're going to so some some right. emote out and some emote in. Mm-hmm. So, if, but whatever I'm seeing that's different. So one of the signs that I know somebody is starved is when I see negative emotion. So if somebody brings on negative emotion, yeah. there's some need not being met there. So I teach a four step process called real. Recognize the emotion. Mm-hmm. Explore their story. The story. There's always a story behind every emotion. 
Mm-hmm. And by the way, just because they share a story doesn't mean it's the accurate story. It's just the story yeah. they're hanging on the emotion. Well, and can I add something yeah, to that too? Because stories are sometimes true. Oh, no, exactly. That's a great way to put it. Every once in a while, they tend to be true. Yeah, but, but it's, it's still a story. Exactly. So the emotion happens, and the story is how our brain is trying to make sense of the emotion. Right. Not always accurate, but usually if you let somebody tell their story long enough, you'll hear the third, the A in Get Real, is to attend to their starved stuff. Inside of their story, you'll start to hear what they're actually starving from. So if, if Mm -hmm. if you would listen to them, you'll hear what they're actually starving from. And once you hear it, then you can start to validate it. So this is really more about... You don't feel it's not just about having to clean the house and all of the and having me come in and make a mess, mm-hmm. which is what we've been talking about for twenty minutes. What it's really about is you feel unappreciated by me and disrespected when you've been cleaning all day, and then I can come in in five minutes and mess it all up. Or, that makes you feel discouraged. Or maybe not, not even by me, but That's you right. feel That's right. unappreciated. That's exactly, and or discouraged yeah. or. Or unsafe. Exactly. And it might even, you know, okay. you've seen that when you, all of a sudden when you get down to unsafe and it's not about me and you. And by the way, her emotion may have framed it about you. She may have used. Well, the story may have a character it's all about that looks you. a lot yeah, like you. You're the villain. Sure. And the irony of it is, though, once we get down to the starved issue, is you feel unappreciated. And some of the story you just told was, pretty, was directed to what I just did. And so am I the one that you feel, am I the only one you feel most unappreciated by, or is this a bigger issue? We can then take this conversation bigger mm-hmm. in her mind that, yeah, this is about not just you, this is about the kids, and eventually then the, the L in Get Real is we're going to lift the conversation upwards. So I call it um, Lift the Conversation is about me acknowledging that, you know what, I, I use, um, I call it the 80-20 rule. I believe 80% of what my wife is saying, mm-hmm. I can probably find agreement on or acceptance. Or I would think so. Acknowledgement. So mm-hmm. I acknowledge that I do come home and I did just drop everything right there. And I admit that if I had just cleaned the house and you had done that, that would be really offensive. Yeah. And I apologize for that. So what I try to do is I try to go with her everywhere I'm with her. I agree. I acknowledge. I apologize. I affirm. I accept. I admit I tell her what I aspire to be with her, and then I use the word and, not but, not but to tell the Thank other you. side of the story. Mm-hmm. And um, what ends up happening is I, so now what I do is I tie down where I'm with her. I am with you on this point of feeling unappreciated and feeling discouraged and unaccepted or whatever. And I admit I did it, and I do it, and I apologize for it, and I acknowledge it, and then I can tell her my side. And I also feel like, whatever my side is, that I also feel yeah. like you are forgetting the fact that you have five boys in the home. Hmm. And sometimes homes with five boys are also going to get messy. And it does. Which you would probably acknowledge. Which she'd have to acknowledge. And yeah. it doesn't mean I shouldn't try harder to keep it cleaner. And I promise I will based on our conversation. And I also feel like you also need to understand that. We're boys, and mm. we can make a mess here and there. And mm-hmm. it doesn't make you less of a woman or less of a mom or less of a cleaner. And I also think we could be stronger at having everybody have this conversation we're having right now mm-hmm. and talk to everybody about how this... Bring them in on it. Instead of just you going quiet and feeling like you're picked on because nobody helps clean. Right. 
So then, I, I, then what happens is then she has to listen to that, and she has to hear my side of the story and attend to where I might be hurting. Like she's okay. So you also, which feel, she's more likely to do if she thinks that you're hearing that's her side. Yeah, that's right. Why I love this is because once people learn kind of the rules of it, mm-hmm. then they're they're talking through a rule set, right? Which actually helps them not get emotionally hijacked. Right. And I equate it to a doctor who has an emergency room physician who, instead of freaking out every time someone's dying and they have to do a code and run the person through a mm-hmm. code to save their life, they have a protocol and they go right to the protocol. And the protocol keeps them in when their emotion would rather stir. Would just take away. And what I see is when you put all these rules on people... Um, some people like John Gottman, some don't mm-hmm. love the idea that you're not talking normally, more normally. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So they, they like to know that, I mean, they, they want you to talk as close yeah. to the way you normally would as you can. Except, well, you know what, there's a reason in court that we have protocols. And sure. there's a reason that the process of court works, even though it's super slow, but it keeps Which order. is a pretty good question. Is it working? Yeah. And to <laughs> It's okay to change things up. I give my clients all the time communication types of exercises yeah. that are unnatural. Oh, yeah. People just don't talk this way. That's right. It's easier here in my office. Oh, exactly. Now, which brings up a good point because yeah. when you get these patterns established, it's hard to just go do it differently. Oh, no, totally. So. That's why you and I have a job, That's Matt. Exactly. Well, and you know what I found that's so powerful is I used to sit with them and do it, and I mm-hmm. actually noticed that weakened them more in a way because they could do it with me, right? but then they lacked confidence in their ability to do it without me. So I then started holding another class, another mm-hmm. set of workshops, where 90% of the workshop was them doing the talking, mm-hmm. but they were in a room with other people. So um, it was. It's, I called it dialogue class. We turn on music. They face each other, and f- you know, six couples come and sit down and practice this together in the room. So no one can fight in the presence of uh, other couples. Coaches are there. No, well, one, they could fight, but right. but so the system <laughs> itself forces them to do it themselves. But the coaches nice. are there if they need us, and it's, so that's kind of a step off of face to face coaching, right? And so I, what I did is I tried to wean my people off of me by having them mm-hmm. learn it with each other. And then after they've done that for about six weeks, they know how to do the protocol. They can establish a new pattern. And literally, I do it every day with the highest conflict people you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And when I mm-hmm. just start turning them to each other to do it, it's amazing what you see. Oh, it changes yeah. them. It's real. Thank you, Matt, for sharing Thank all of that you, with dog. us today. As a reminder... Matt Town Send. Yep. Three T's. Yep. Dot com. Dot com. And there's videos there. There's ways to connect with you. You've got some some offers. Yeah. We have offers for online, listeners. online classes. I have 150 hours online. Yeah. Tons of stuff. So watch out for the starved stuff. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, man. Thanks, man.